Good to see you this morning. We are gathering together again. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we are Facebook Live for our friends who could not make it today, and we wish the best for you as well. We're glad that you can join us today. It's sure good to see the smiling faces. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, um, I want to hear what God has been doing in your life. And, uh, and so after, at the end of the service, we are going to give a, a time to testify. And that means just sharing how God has spoken to us. Maybe there's a praise. Maybe there's a lesson learned. And so you can be thinking about that. It's going to be a sharing time. I thought that would be good for us since we've been so long without seeing each other and gathering. It'd be good to just come together and share what God has been doing and kind of catching up on, on uh, our lives together. You know, as we think about this time, it's been, a, as they say, an unprecedented time for us all. We think about, uh, you know, going through the uh, coronavirus and dealing with that. And, uh, you know, we've had some people that have lost loved ones. Um, we are rejoicing, praise God, that he has protected our church family from um, our, our members from getting uh, sick. And, uh, but we did, uh, like Michelle's mother, uh, our father passed away uh, with some complications. And I know that you probably have had some friends maybe even some relatives as well. And then we think of, you know, what's going on with our country? Oh, my goodness. Uh, upon a sorrow upon sorrow and there's grief. And, and I think of the other business owners that are been hit hard by losing maybe their businesses and just the unrest and the, the violence and the hatred that is going on. And we feel for that family that lost their their loved one uh, because of some injustice that was done. We're praying for that. And, uh, and so I, I want to open up today with, with prayer. I'm praying for what's going on in our country and perhaps in your family as well. So would you join with me in prayer? Father, we come before you. We come before a God who is bigger than anything that we can experience in life. God, you are the creator of life. You're the sustainer. God, it says, Paul says in Colossians, that you hold the, 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 like the atoms together. And when we turn away from God, we know that things unravel. And God, we are praying for our country, for our cities, for our country to have the peace of God to rule in her heart. We pray for our police officers, our firemen that are on the front line, our first responders, that you would protect them. You give them the wisdom and the strength to go on and help them, Lord, to make wise decisions. And I know they get tired. They get weary. But God, infuse them with the strength that they need to protect our communities. And may our governors and our mayors and our, our senators and our presidents, House representatives, Father, may all of those 
make decisions that would be for peace, that we create peace, that we have an environment that we can live together in harmony. We pray for justice to be done. Father, for truth to come to the surface and that those who want to destroy our country, they want to destroy our government, that God, they would be found out and they would be put in a place where they cannot do that anymore. Father, we continue to pray for uh, protection for the coronavirus, from the coronavirus, that we would uh, not have to experience sickness among us. And Father, I pray even your protection upon this very service, that no one in here would be sick and our health would be not compromised by being together or, or going to different places to the store. God, protect us. We ask that. And be with those who have lost loved ones and those who are going through a time where, where they're uncertain if they're going to lose their loved one. That God, again, they would come to the place to, to Almighty God, the rock, the rock that's solid, that, the hope that we build our faith on, that we, we would camp there and trust you and lean into you at, during this time. And truly, God, we have said before that you are the good shepherd and you're going to care for us. And so we're going to trust you. We'll follow your leadership and you will lead us as we follow you to green pastures and beside still waters, a place where our needs are provided and we have peace in our country, our homes, and in our hearts. As we trust you, we ask this in the name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's worship today. You would just stand with me. You know, I love these people up here that help, and I'm sure most of you saw us online, or heard us online, I should say, through this uh, last ever how many weeks. But today, it is great joy that I will hear your voices. So please, I want y'all to sing out the greatest worship to our God who brought us through these last few weeks. And let's join together with our voices and praise him, okay? In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. You are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, you won't let go. Questions your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Sing it out. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the dark.
still will.
Father, in unison, we all say, you are Lord. You have been Lord for all eternity. You have created us, and you have allowed us to be a body here in Somas. Thank you so much for these precious souls that you have allowed us to meet and grow together in you. It is with great joy, happiness, excitement, exultation, Lord, all those positive words that we say thank you for letting us meet today to sing to you, to hear your word that will encourage us again through this next week. Thank you so much for being our Lord. We pray for your word to be dispersed correctly, truthfully, right, and Lord, we know that it will not go void. We thank you for that promise. We absolutely love you. Thank you for what you have made the church to be. Even though we weren't assembled, we were still the church. Thank you for that. It was alive and well, but we're better together, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of Acts chapter 2? You know, one of these things I was thinking about um, during this time you know, it gives you a great appreciation for the church, the underground church in different countries. We got a little taste of this, of what it means to not be able to meet freely like uh, they have to go through. And so uh, we praise God that we are gathered back together again. And then we do uh, pray for those churches that have to meet in homes and and uh, the different circumstances that are difficult for them to meet. So I was thinking about this message this morning as we come back together, and I was drawn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. I think it's a great message because of the timing of today, and then the message that Acts, chapter 2, gives to us as the church the church at that time was in a time of waiting with expectation, and uh, there was some similar feelings of parallel things that are, were going on in the book of Acts chapter 2 and what we have just recently experienced as a church. And then what God did was amazing that he poured his power on the church it caused its influence to explode, and we are still experiencing that ripple that happened some 2,000 years ago uh, on this day of the Pentecost. So if you turn into your Bibles, chapter 2, and let's read verse 1 and make some comments. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And we're going to stop there. We'll read some more in a little bit. Today we're gathering on the 50th day from Easter. This is the seventh Sunday from when we celebrated Easter. Unfortunately, we weren't able to celebrate in this building, but we all celebrated Easter in our own way with our families. So why I'm telling you this? Well, this is a day that's special in the Bible, and it's called the festival of Pentecost, or day of Pentecost. And Pentecost means 50th. It's the 50th day from 
the Passover. When the Old Testament, they would observe the Passover, and then 50 days forward, then they would have the Pentecost. And this is the time that God um, gave us uh, in chapter 2, verse 1, th- some uh, interesting thing that happened to the church. So in Acts chapter 2, the disciples had gone through a time of excitement and following Jesus, a time of confusion, a time of frustration, a time of fear, feeling overwhelmed and defeated, to a time of great enlightenment, a time of prayerfully waiting, expecting something wonderful to happen, and wondering how God would show up, how he would make his promise good. So why does God want us to know that this day was a Pentecost day? Well, we want to briefly look at the Old Testament, what that means, the Old Testament, then we'll come to the New Testament, then we'll come to today, what it means for us today. So as we think about the Pentecost of the Old Testament, we find the origin of it in Exodus chapter 23 and several different passages, about five times in the Old Testament, talks about the Pentecost and how it's to be carried out. Pentecost uh, was a feast that happened, again, 50 days after the Passover. And as you remember what the Passover represented, we've talked about this recently at uh, Easter, the Passover commemorates the biblical story of Israel's exodus, where God freed the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. It's a story of redemption where God delivers Israel from bondage. Kind of like, you know, what we felt today coming out. And we, are, we are here. We've crossed over into the promised line almost. We had some people jumping up and down and high-fiving. I mean, it's a celebration. Passover. I said Passover, you know, has this very graphic picture of an innocent lamb being offered up for the deliverance of Israel which is a graphic picture in the New Testament of deliverance by Jesus Christ dying on the cross for all people to deliver them from bondage, to deliver them from injustice, to deliver them from sin and the penalty of sin. And listen, if you've received Jesus Christ into your life, the Passover is your story as well as the day of Pentecost. God himself was offered as a sacrifice for our deliverance. Now, in the Old Testament, it was a festival when, we, when they were to observe Pentecost. All the male, uh, Jewish males in Israel at that time, they, they were to come to Jerusalem to observe three different um, festivals, the Passover and the, and the Pentecost and then, um, which is also called the Feast of Weeks, and, and then also uh, the third one is the Feast of Tabernacles. But in the Pentecost, as they would come, they, they would get the, the family together, and they, they would get the first fruit of the harvest. It was also called the first fruit of the harvest uh, festival. And they would gather that, that first fruit of, that, of the wheat, and, and they would bundle it together, and they bake bread, and they, they would actually make little um, bundles of, of this and, and decorate it, and, and then they'd get it on the, on the oxen and the, or the carriage, and they would bring it to Jerusalem. And the whole time when they would come to people, they would start singing, such as a song, uh, you know, coming to the house of the Lord, it, let us rejoice, let us be glad in it. 
It was a joyful occasion as they came to Jerusalem and they were celebrating and the people were singing and just rejoicing as they come to Jerusalem. And finally, as they arrived at Jerusalem, they would continue singing and, and then they would focus on the Lord alone for the source of endless rejoicing. The abundant life Jesus spoke about is primarily a personal, ongoing relationship. And they talked about that, and they rejoiced in that. Upon entering the, the court and the Levites, they'd be singing. And then at the end of the ceremony of the Pentecost is that they would be leaving, and they'd be going home, and the high priest would recite the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And everyone would return home with a renewed gratitude for the Lord. My friend, I don't know how you came in today. I don't know how, if you're listening to this message, where you're at. But I pray that you will let God leave this moment with a, with a greater appreciation and a renewed gratitude for what the Lord means to us, what he has done. We could say more about that, but let's move on to the New Testament. The Pentecost of the New Testament is the new covenant. So let's look at Acts chapter 2. And I, I wanted to read that whole chapter, but we're not going to take time. And so I'm going to give you just uh, a, a couple of verses here. So let's read verse 2. Uh, chapter 2 and verse 1 again. And on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. They were there waiting. And Acts chapter 1 talks about they were waiting, they were praying, and they were, it was, uh, it was uh, 40 days that Jesus was with them. And then after the 40 days, they gathered into probably an upper room and they had times of prayer for those 10 uh, days until the 50th day. And on that day in verse 2, suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. This was a unique one-a-time event that the Holy Spirit came in a very demonstrative way. There were other times that the Holy Spirit came upon people and what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. But for this event, there was like fire. There was like a wind that came. And we have this event, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every believer was immersed in the Holy Spirit at that moment. I want to thank I want you to think of something. Remember when God had formed Adam? Remember he took the dust and, and he created that form there out of the dust, the ground? And that form was there. And, it, and as it was there, then what God did was that when he breathed, into the nostrils of Adam, and then Adam, as the Bible said, became a living soul. When the temple of God was built in the Old Testament, remember the instruction how God said, I want you to make it a certain way, and they did that, and, and, and uh, Solomon had built the temple, and David had gathered the material to build it. And then when they built the temple, remember, has it, uh, upon the day of completion, 
that we call the Shekinah glory, the glory of God came in and filled the temple and was there in this dwelling place of God on the earth in the Old Testament. Now here we have the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost when the church receives the breath of life and it comes alive. It's the power from God that comes in and, and just fills the church with his presence. It's a new method which God would carry out his purpose with mankind. Remember, God gave the Passover offering for our benefit by sacrificing his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And this event took place on the very day of the Old Testament Passover day. Fifty days before that, on the very day the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, was offered. And the 50th day, when they were to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the first fruits of the harvest on Pentecost. Pentecost was an offering of two loaves of bread from the harvest. And these two loaves of bread are first fruit that represents the nation of Israel and represent the nation of Gentiles. That there would be a great harvest of both Jews and Gentiles and we are part of that loaf of the Gentiles, unless you're a Jew. <laughs> Could we also not say that God has given us two items that he is waving before us called the church and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that he gave us so that we would have a great harvest in that fact? Luke Reports in chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus said, I'm going to send you from what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Jesus, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be immersed with it. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was given for power to be a witnesses and for ministry. And my friend, every believer is baptized with the Holy Spirit at salvation. And you may be here today and say, well, you know, I'd like to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'd like to have the power of God dwell. Well, you can. The cost for Pentecost is repentance. Listen, what Paul, or excuse me, Peter said later on in chapter 2, he said, Peter replied, he said, as he preached there on the day of Pentecost, he said, each one of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we repent, when we turn from our ways and trust and lean into the work of Christ, the, uh, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And we have the forgiveness of sins and we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Never to leave us. It is there for us. It is there for us. And this brings us to the last point that I want to make about our Pentecost. You know, we're here celebrating our gathering together and and in a sense, we, we compare ourselves with what happened there in Acts chapter 2. 
And, and let us be reminded of, of the spirit of Pentecost. First of all, it's a time for unity, a coming together as one. You know, there is a lot of things that can divide us and separate us. My goodness, the different views of how to respond to COVID-19, that's a landmine for dividing us. You know, we must navigate. What, what are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? And we all have different views. We have to strive for peace, for oneness, as Paul said in Ephesians. He said, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. We see the oneness found, first of all, in Acts chapter 1, but we also see the oneness that comes through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And there are many things that could cause us to be, to be divided. And we live in a divided nation. Cities, uh, for not for the most part, praise God, but for the minor part, there's some divisions going on. We're currently in a vulnerable season for this division to grow and corrupt our peace. And my friend, do not be surprised at this because it has always been the devil's plan to divide. He tried to get that to, to happen in Jesus. He tried to get that happen into the disciples to be divided and to be against each other. Uh, we must resist what caused divisions among the body of Christ. We must work hard for, yes, equality and justice for all. We must resist personal agenda that divides and destroys our peace. We must throw down gossip, gossip and slander that causes us to be separated. We must live in truth and cast away lies that which fractures our togetherness. The devil prospers in lies, but God prospers and elevated in truth, and oneness and peace comes with that truth. We must not elevate minor points to make them major points. We must live in truth that comes from God's word and not our opinions. And Pentecost is living as one and all for one. That's the great message of the Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the 120 believers individually. But the Holy Spirit also did amazing work in a corporate way. Each individual believer in the upper room was baptized or immersed with the Holy Spirit. Each one had received the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. But he also filled the room and all the house where the believers had gathered. The group of 120 became one body, fully alive through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In reality, the 120 people went into the upper room, and in the spiritual aspect, listen, only one came down. They were all united into one body as set forth as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. The key to this is waiting in prayer and then follow the Holy Spirit leadership when he leads. I could tell you of some ministry goofs that I had done. <laughs> I've done some things that I thought would be good and based upon man's wisdom and and these things, and, and, and not leaning and trusting 
and waiting for the Holy Spirit. A key for us in going forward as a church. Listen, we want the Holy Spirit to lead us. We want his power. We want his oneness. And so, my friend, we must wait. We must pray and look for his leadership. And if we will do that, he will lead us together as one. And also, as I think of the Pentecost from today, it's a time to be generous, grateful. You see, the Pentecost was showing how thankful you were with the blessings of God. You know, they're bringing this, and, and it was just the, the first fruit of the harvest, and they, they were so thankful. Kind of like the tithe, you know, and we we're thankful for how God has blessed us and taken care of us. Uh, you know, this wasn't a celebration of the tithe, but, but it, is, it is a blessing of God that they were, they were giving back to God in, 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 a, in a demonstration of thanking God. I'm grateful for God, you have blessed our harvest, and here is a token of my appreciation for that. Let us consider also the blessing that God had provided for us during our stay at home. Do I think of this? You know, when we rejoice and we are thankful and grateful for what God has done, we're grateful that we can see the end of this season of isolation quarantine. We see this. And we get to testify that in a few moments about what that means to each of us. So I look at the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is all about giving to us. Holy Spirit was given to us. Holy Spirit gives us conviction that we may see ourselves in the truth that we are sinners, as John 16, 8 says. We don't come to God unless we are stirred up and see ourselves that God sees us. The Holy Spirit brings that. That's a great gift. He gives us regeneration. We are not born weak and just need to be made stronger. We are born with sickness. We are not born with a sickness and just need to be healthier. Listen, Ephesians says we are born in dead in trespasses and sin. And we needed life from without us. It's not something that there's a little sparkle of truth or something that we need a fan to make us better. We were dead. And the Holy Spirit comes along and gives us life that we did not have. Regeneration through the Holy Spirit. And John 3.3 says that believers are born of the Spirit. We're born through the Spirit. And so we praise God for that. And also the Holy Spirit gives us an eternal seal that will never be broken. And I like this. Ephesians 4, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. We are sealed. We are kept. And though no matter our world may be broken, our world may be shattered, but it's not going to bother our relationship with God because he has put a seal upon us. That we are safe, we are secure in the Lord's hand. And he equips the believers with gifts to do the purpose of God. And I say all this to come to a conclusion. It's time to celebrate God's goodness. It's time to celebrate his goodness of what God has done for us. And an expectation of how, how he will work in us through in a powerful way. 
The Holy Spirit came upon those individuals. And I encourage you to read Acts chapter 2 once again in your own time. But as they came and they stood and, and, and the, their language, they heard the language of the gospel being spoken in their native tongue. And people came to know Jesus Christ. The 3,000 people came to be saved. 5,000 people came to be saved. It's a time of harvest of great souls. The manifestation of the monster of power of God was given through the Holy Spirit, and people were saved through that. And I believe, church, as we maintain our oneness and following of the Holy Spirit, we're expecting a great harvest of souls. This, listen, this is a group of togetherness under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, not only in this church, but in other churches and churches across America and around the world have a oneness, have something unique that the world does not know anything about. And we can shine through that and people will, will see the joy and the love and the grace and the forgiveness and the mercy that's found in following Jesus Christ. Erasmus was a famous Renaissance scholar. He once told a classic story which was designed to emphasize how important it is that we take up the torch of Christ's ministry with great commitment. In the story, Jesus returns to heaven after his time on earth. The angels gather around him to learn all that happened during his days on earth. Jesus tells them of the, of the miracles, his teachings, and his death on the cross and his resurrection. And when he finished his story, Michael the archangel asked Jesus, but what happens now? And Jesus answers, I have left behind you 11 faithful disciples, a handful of men and women who have faithfully followed me. And they would declare my message and express my love. These faithful people will build my church. But, responds Michael, what if these people fail? What then is your other plan? And Jesus answers, I have no other plan. This is the plan. Listen, as the body of Christ, like the apostles, we are charged with the duty of preaching the gospel. It is up to us to bring today's, today in our broken world this wonderful and glorious gospel love of salvation and redemption that has sustained and comforted people for 2,000 years. Jesus is what this world needs. It is the hope that they're looking for. And Jesus is counting on you and me. But here's the good news. Now, here's the great news. We are not alone to do this because He has given us the Holy Spirit in us. When we became a believer in Christ Jesus, we were emerged in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and dwelt in us. And the Holy Spirit is here in us to melt us, to mold us, to fill us, and to use us for God's glory. Let's bow our heads in prayer.
Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you have given us everything that we need. There's nothing lacking in our churches. There's nothing lacking in our families, in our lives. To live a godly and healthy life. God, you have given these things not only to bless us, but you have given these things to bless others. And Father, we are grateful for that. And God, would you just use us to bless our community in a powerful way. We may have a harvest of souls through the power of God in you, God, working in us and through us. God, may, may there be nothing in our life that would cause us to be grieve or resistance to follow your leadership. Let us purge out the things that would cause the Holy Spirit to be grieved, the Holy Spirit to be quenched. May, may we flourish in our relationship with you. May we be a church as on fire through our prayer in our relationship with you. And God, we know that as we follow you, you will lead us in how you want to use us. And that we will be ready to proclaim the good news. We will be ready to preach like Peter preached about Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will do his work as we're faithful in planting the seed. And Father, if there be one among us that does not know you, that today they will be open to the baptism of the Holy Spirit through repentance, the forgiveness of sin. They would invite, they would accept, they would receive the work of God of salvation into their heart right now. We open up our hearts that the, as the doors of heaven, the windows of heaven are open up to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Praise God for
this week.